We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Instead of uh, working, it is the middle of the day, and I'm here with you. Of course, this is what I'd rather be doing, but you know, nobody seems to want to pay me to do this, which is a it's a huge disappointment. But uh, oh well, you know, I'll try to sneak in these little opportunities when I can. Uh, but uh, you know, and uh, who knows? Maybe maybe this was a huge mistake. We'll see. So, uh, oh, first of all, let's talk about today's musical uh, feature. This is uh, Tawny Newsom's band. Tawny Newsom, you might remember, I don't know, from Comedy Bang Bang, or um, I think she did a really great job in the uh, Space Force TV show, which is uh, Netflix's show starring Steve Carell about a guy who uh, was supposed to be the leader, you know, the five-star general leader of the Air Force, and um, the president appoints him to be the leader of Space Force instead. It's a great show. It's, it's coming back, coming back for season two. The pandemic did not kill Space Force, but... Um, so anyway, she's really great in it. She's like one of like the top, you know, four or five people in the show. It's, it's a good sized cast, but, uh, yeah, she's great. And she, uh, has this band. And I'm deeply envious of, of her, um, no, envious, jealous, nah, same thing. Uh, she... Uh, you know, had been playing music, singing for a really long time, and then she was like, you know what, I want to record an album. Uh, they, they moved out of Los Angeles, they live in like the Mojave Desert somewhere, like way far away from everybody. They built their own recording studio, and then she just taught herself, based on YouTube videos, uh, mixing and music production and stuff. And like, Motherfucker, I went to college for this. I went four years for this. And this mix is way better than anything I could do. So it makes me really angry that it's just like, here is something I really tried to do. And, you know, here she is watching a couple of YouTube videos and doing way better work than I could. All right, well, let's set jealousy aside. Um, uh, and, oh, let's start off with some sad news, you know? Let's let's end on, let's start on a bummer and end on something uh, positive. Uh, the bad news, uh, Charlie Watts, drummer of the Rolling Stones, passed away today. Today being August 24th. And uh, he was 80 years old. Uh, I, I was never a big Rolling Stones fan. I've gotten more into the Rolling Stones as time has gone on, I've been playing them in Rocksmith and uh, listening to Mark Maron's podcast. And, you know, my friend Steve uh, Portugal, he really loves the Rolling Stones. He's seen them like a million times. So all of those influences made me like them more. Um, but, you know, it's I, I, I guess part of me is also bummed out because he was seemed like 
the nicest of the Rolling Stones, like the most calm, level-headed, you know, between him and the old bass player who quit like 20 years ago, um, you know, and he's not smoking all the time, he's not carrying on, he's not Keith Richardsing it up, you know, and yet he's the one that's dead, right? Like out of all five of them, like, the, well, the five that we've known for the longest time, there was a guy who died early on, but like the five that we've known for the past 40 years, he's, you know, that lineup, he's the one who died. And I think that bums me out a lot too. And, and the fact that he's only 80, uh, sucks. Uh, you know, I mean, 80 used to be really old and now it's just like, no, oh, come on, you know, 80 is nothing. You got people living well into their 90s and, you know, that they're chugging along just fine. And then, you know, this strikes him down. So, okay, so. Um, I last time I, I talked about uh, doing hypnosis uh, for my stress management. That's going well. Um, not a lot to report there. He's got given me this hip, uh, this hypnosis track that I listen to every day, and it's just you know your basic hypnosis stuff. Relax, relax all the muscles in your body count backwards, you know, all the standard stuff. And then it's just a lot of like hypnotic suggestions of like, you're a chicken. You're... No, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, a lot of like, hey, you know, when you come out of this, you're going to be your best self. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be able to handle stress better and all these things. So, uh, so far, so good. You know, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes and where it goes. Uh, so, right now, you might be saying to yourself, if you're paying attention, Hey, Alan sounds different. What's going on there? Um, so, uh, it sounds different because I bought myself uh, two new microphones. Um, I have an illness uh, where I <laughs> I see a microphone. I'm, I'm just addicted to buying cheap microphones. And um, I bought it from Monoprice because I, I think Monoprice does a fair amount of vetting of their products. It's not like Amazon where it's just anybody and anybody can put their stuff into the Amazon marketplace. Like I think, I think Monoprice does a little bit of quality assurance, but boy, howdy, man, they got my number, right? Like, I I can't remember, I think it was an email, and they were just like, hey, here's some new microphones, and it was like, there's this ribbon microphone, which is what you're listening to right now, and it's like smooth and warm tones, and, 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 and speaking of that college degree that I spent all that time trying to get, um, that was one of the things they talked about, ooh, ribbon microphones, it's a different kind of technology, it's great for vocals. And, uh, you know, you've seen my ribbon microphones. They're the old, um, like, caps. Uh, they look like um, Tylenol capsules. You know, they're, they're always the ones with the giant RCA logo on them that, you know, Edward R. Murrow is posing with. Uh, and, um, I, I, and, and I'm such an asshole because I keep thinking, you know, I listen back to this podcast when I edit it and tweak it and everything, and... You know, I listen to my voice and it's like, okay, you know, gosh, I, I'm just so envious of those people with really great voices uh, and I don't have one of those. And I always think of my grandfather telling me that I have some sort of weird mid-rangey buzzy voice because I do. And um, I keep 
I keep thinking, you know, because this is the thing, those fucking microphone marketing people are so smart because they keep lying to you and pretending like, well, if you get this microphone, you're going to sound like Barry fucking White. Like, you're going to sound like I keep thinking I'm going to sound like Eddie Vedder, you know, and it's just like, no, no, you're not. You know, there's nothing you can do. There's no microphone in the world that's going to make you sound significantly different, right? I was, you know, uh, maybe here, here, just for fun, I'll pitch myself down a little bit right now. Maybe I can sound like Barry White. Hey, hey, everybody. We got some good times together. We got some, we got some. Ah. Best, best case scenario, I'm Wolfman Jack. Anyway, so, um, so I, I definitely am a fan of retail therapy. Uh, and uh, the therapy that I am retailing for from is because, dun da da I had to get a colonoscopy. Well, I didn't have to. I chose to do it. But it's, you know, one of those things. When you turn 50, which I did back in October, you know, God, you just... They, everything changes. Like, 50 is that landmark year where you're like, okay, now you're this age. You're doing all of these, all this shit now. And I got my colonoscopy, which... If you have not gotten a colonoscopy, and gosh darn it, why would you, really? Uh, unless uh, you are a man of a certain age. Um, I, it's, it's not so bad, right? Like the procedure itself, they knock you out for. So you're not even awake for it. Uh, the worst part of it is you take a bunch of stuff and it makes you shit your brains out so much that you start peeing out your butt which is a weird feeling because it's, it's, it, it, it really does feel like, oh, I got to pee really bad. And then, but it's, it's coming out your butt and you're like, hmm, this feels wrong. I don't care for this feeling at all. But sure enough, this is what's happening. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, it's, and, and there was a, some mild uh, stomach discomfort uh, as it as the the stuff was doing its magic on me, and, and it was fine, and I got through it. But as as a result of all of that, I was like, damn it, I want I want something that I can look forward to or be excited about or whatever. So the day before I got the colonoscopy. Or actually, it was the day before the day before, because the day before you have to do all the prep. That's when you pee out your butt. But the day before that, I saw the email for the microphones, and I'm like, damn it, I'm there. So this episode, we're going to do all with the ribbon microphone, which uh, retails for $70, uh, $70 on uh, Monoprice. And then next time, we'll do the slightly more expensive microphone for $120. Okay, so, I mean, there's really not much else uh, to say about colonoscopy, right? Like, oh, oh, I know what you got to say, though. Uh, so, I had the follow-up, uh, nothing to do with the colonoscopy, I had the follow-up with my cardiologist. And the cardiologist, um, I think she was doing a really excellent job at pretending to be a human being. 
I, you know, as you can tell, like, it seemed like she was a recent college graduate or, or of medical school because she would use science terms, and I have no idea what those mean, but it seemed like they were fresh in her brain, and she's like, I'm gonna use these. And then when she would smile, it's almost like somebody was, like, like she had taken a bedside manner class in in college in med school that was like now when you say this and finish a sentence try to smile and like maybe they had have like a whole semester of smiling and this was the best like this was probably the class that she got the worst grade in she probably got a d minus in smiling really killed her gpa because she was probably 4.0 across the board and then she gets a d minus in smiling and she's like i don't know what you're talking about i smile fine <laughs> and you're like oh honey no you don't you don't smile fine at all Anyway, so I'm doing this. So I, I go through the whole thing. Uh, so I do the first meeting with her, and she's like, "Yeah, uh, you gotta give up. Uh, you got high cholesterol and high blood pressure. So you gotta give up salt, and you gotta give up like red meat, definitely, and just meat in general to bring that down." And I'm like, uh, "Okay, fine." So. Like I said last time, you know, it's hard enough, right? When you've got one of those things you gotta give up. Now you gotta give up both of them. But I was like, well, you know what? I still have drinking. So at least I can do that. Well, then at the end of the most recent meeting, and it was so, it was just so much of a casual throwaway. And she was like, oh yeah, yeah. And you have to stop drinking too. And I was like, oh God damn it. She's like, yeah, um, you know, um, uh, high blood pressure can be aggravated by alcohol. And I'm like, oh my God. So now I got nothing, right? So now I'm definitely buying these microphones because it's like, good God, I got, I got cameras up my ass. I got none of the foods I like. I can't drink anymore. These microphones and they're not expensive. I'm getting them because uh, I got to fill some crazy uh, 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 need in my life to have some vice or something that I can focus my angst on or something. I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, that's why I got these. Oh, and so it has been since, uh, Monday, not yesterday, but seven days before. So it's been, I guess, eight days now and I've had no alcohol and, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's actually much easier to stop drinking when there is a bona fides medical <laughs> person who's bad at smiling who tells you you need to stop, right? Like, I tried going on the internet. I tried, you know, because we all do that, where it's like, well, let me go on the internet and try and justify my bad behavior. There has to be at least one semi-credible reference out there that says we don't know for sure that this causes that and I'm like aha but nope couldn't find it you stuck around in the ground. yeah I could not find that 
article that said, oh, no, 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 go ahead and keep drinking. No, couldn't find it. And I was stunned because always, 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 you can find that one article that's like, well, maybe you can keep drinking. It's not that bad for you. Or, or maybe there's that, that article that's like, you know, uh, a couple of glasses of wine a day keeps the doctor away. And you're like, yes. And then this time, no. So yeah, so uh, it's been eight days, no drinking. So, uh, I've, I, that, this is what I'm not up to doing. Uh, so, uh, okay, so we are always looking for movies to show Ayla that she has never seen, that she will be willing to watch, that's not full of violence and sex and drugs and all of that. So, uh, the three movies recently that we have shown her are um, The Adventures of Tintin, the Steven Spielberg produced, uh, or maybe even directed, uh, Tintin, animated, 3D animated Tintin movie. It's excellent. If you haven't seen this movie, you gotta see this movie. It's, they really exploit the art form. Like, they do stuff with 3D animated that you could not do if it was human beings. And the way they move the camera and the, the way they fly through buildings and all this stuff, it's like they really push the medium. And it's a great story and the acting is great. It's it's uh, Daniel Craig plays the villain and uh, the guy who plays Andy Serkis, uh, who plays Gollum and all the other mocap stuff does the voice of one of the good guys. Just fantastic. And she really liked it. So that was great. And then we showed her Inner Space, the Martin Short, Randy Quaid, uh, Meg Ryan film from 1987, where Martin Short, oh, I'm sorry, Randy Quaid gets, uh, you know, sent on a fantastic journey through Martin Short's body. And of course, Martin Short is Martin shortening it up. And of course he does like a whole Ed Grimley style dance with a robotic arm. And it's just like, oh yeah, there he goes doing his, doing his, uh, you know, just left Saturday Night Live after one season movie career type thing. Uh, and she liked that too. Uh, and then last night we showed her Gremlins and Gremlins I had not remembered what a super weird movie Gremlins is. Um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 a genre of film that almost defies description, right? Because it's it's semi horror, but not really horror. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like the Gremlins are seem to be more interested in creating mischief than actual death, right? Like, you know, you watch a Hellraiser or a Friday the 13th or whatever, like those people are getting straight up, you know, cleaver to the face killed. And you know, okay, 
there are some deaths in uh, in the Gremlins, right? Like there's the mean old lady who gets shot out the second story window of her house because the Gremlins tinker with her easy assist chair that winds her up the staircase and of course they somehow supercharge it and then blast her out the second story window. Okay, you know, there are some deaths. Most of the deaths, deaths, boy, that's a tough, how, I didn't know deaths was such a tough word to say. Most of the dead people, you may or may not be dead, right? Like there's a bit with a science teacher and he's lifeless, but he also has a syringe stuck in his butt. And you're like, well, I don't know what was the, in the syringe. Maybe he's not dead. Maybe he's just unconscious. And then there's some people that, uh, you know, get, uh, get to real close to a snowplow? Eh, I don't know. Did they die? Did they get run over? I don't know. So it's really interesting how they try and, and not make the gremlins super evil, right? Like, it's, it's almost like uh, they wanted you to kind of almost root for the gremlins, or at least not despise them in a way like a murderous villain would be despised. One of the things though about gremlins that I had, well, two things about gremlins that I really forgotten was A, Hoyt Axton plays, country singer Hoyt Axton plays the dad and he's an inventor, right? So he's, the whole beginning of the movie the dad is away on Christmas Eve at a trade show peddling his his dumb inventions. And like his dumb inventions are sprinkled throughout the movie all over the house. And somebody in a props department had to build all of those. And I'm sure they had fun doing it. But it's 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 kind of wild because it's sort of like completely unnecessary to the movie, right? That none of the inventions really kill a gremlin. There's one gremlin that gets sort of chopped up in kind of like a blender, but it's a blender like you could have just had a blender. You didn't need the Hoyt Axton version of a blender. You know, it doesn't add much. It's just, it's so weird. Again, this, this movie is so strange. It's like a little bit of comic relief kind of sprinkled in there. And then there's, of course, we all remember the, the Phoebe Cates, my dad died on Christmas pretending he's Santa Claus monologue, which is just ridiculous, uh, which makes no sense at all. Uh, oh, but the, the second thing, the second thing that actually helps explain a lot of stuff. We all remember at the beginning of Gremlins, um, the Hoyt Axton goes into a, uh, a, a antique shop that's exclusively Asian antiques. And there's uh, Key Luke, actor Key Luke, who you might remember as the, uh, the blind teacher from Kung Fu, the David Carradine Kung Fu, should have been Bruce Lee Kung Fu Kung Fu, uh, is the guy who is running the store. He's the grandfather, because he gets, Hoyt Axon gets dragged to this place by the grandson. And he's like, yeah, 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 my grandpa's shop is right over here, right over here. And so what we learn is, um, 
you, Hoyt Axton hears the chirping of the Mogwai and he's like, oh, and then he kind of wanders over to it and it's in a box and he opens the box and he's like, what's this? And then he offers the grandfather 200 bucks. You know, he starts at like 50 bucks and he just goes up to 200 bucks and he really wants this thing. And the grandfather's like, no, 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 no. You can't handle it. There's too many restrictions. He gives him the list of restrictions. You can't handle it. Put it back. And then as Wade Axton is leaving the shop, the grandson comes out and he's like, hey, uh, I got that mogwai for you. Give me the money. And he's like, oh, uh, I thought your grandfather said no deal. He's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about him. Here you go. Give me the money. So it's the grandson that kind of screws over the grandfather and and, and eventually the entire town, right? Uh, because, you know, it's it all starts with this one mogwai. And then the grandfather at the end of the movie when all the other bad gremlins are dead, he just shows up and he's like, hey, um, here's your money back. Now, give me the Mogwai, because you clearly cannot handle it. And it's like, yeah, I mean, how, how could anybody not? I mean, you, you can't get these fuckers wet, you know? I mean, it's, uh, you, I mean, on a rainy day, you're completely screwed. I mean, it's just, but, but, and oh, and then the other interesting thing that I had forgotten is the uh, old man uh, apparently walked uh, the distance to Hoyt Acton's Axton's house because he has no car and uh, <laughs> and I was like okay well um, there you go oh this is the best song on the album can I come down and give you a hand I see that you're straining and I don't want you to drop it can I come down and give you my hand Anyway, so um, yeah, uh, it, it's 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 a baffling movie because it's it sort of defies all genre. Like I can't think of a real movie, a successful movie, I should say. And boy, howdy, if you remember, Gremlins was a hugely successful movie. Like they had stuffed animals and I think they had their own cartoon for a while I mean like they were everywhere it was insane um, but I cannot think of another movie that does this sort of thing right where your villains are more into mischief and they're not really into killing but it's kind of a horror but it's kind of a comedy and it's like it straddles all of these different genres all at once and I have a feeling that is probably why it was successful is because people well all right and 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 Gizmo Gizmo is the Mogwai the the the, the one that started it all Gizmo is super cute right the, those puppeteers knew what they were doing so between the uh, adorability of Gizmo and the um, the success or the the fact that it was a genre splitting uh, film like nobody had ever seen before. I'm, you know, all of those things I'm, I'm sure added to its success. And it is sort of interesting that we have not seen um, anything else like it since. Oh, keep in mind, um, the gremlins have like a ton of logic problems. Like they learn to read almost instantly and they, they drink and they smoke and they understand 
how film projectors work. Like, at one point, they actually run a movie in the theater. Anyway, sure, of course, it's silly, it's fun. We don't need to pick it apart. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here for the uh, social commentary. Right. Okay. Well, you know what? This song only has um, 30 more seconds uh, to it, and so I'm just going to vamp uh, before the ending theme. Um, so, oh, so, uh, here's the thing. If you all, all you all, have any more recommendations on uh, movies Ayla should watch that are... Uh, not super kitty kid movies, but you think she might like and and um, you know maybe hasn't seen. We've been we've been really plumbing the depths of of 80s movies, and it doesn't even have to be a new movie. It can be an older movie. So um, think about it. Oh, and make sure you hit me up on social media or text me or something. I'm super bad at email. I I never check it. It just fills up. Ugh, it's the worst. Okay, well, from me, from the mu music of Charlie Watts, jazz drummer turned rock and roll, God... From the music of Bright Brown and Tawny Newsome, let's do this one more time. Till then!